So am I still waiting for this world to stop hating? Can't find a good reason, can't find hope to believe in. Oh, it's the return of the 80s show again and again. Show for November 6, 2018. How's it going, everybody? Oh my god, this show was on a two-month sabbatical, you know? It's it's not dead. I'm still paying for the SoundCloud account, so I gotta leverage this somehow. Anyways, welcome back, everybody. It's been a long eight weeks, and you're wondering, BK, what the fuck happened? Are you alive? Are you dead? Are you okay? Are you doing well physically, mentally? Sexually, whatever the fuck ever. Are you doing okay financially? Yeah, it, it's all good. It's all good. Um, I know it was a very abrupt two-month absence. And then this is the episode 101, by the way. And then somebody asked me, why the hell is the episode 100 on a movie review? And I said, episode 99 was the second annual, you know, the anniversary show that I was doing as a sort of a reflection thing. So what the hell's the difference? What am I... I I'm the idiot here, obviously, right? So, anyways, uh, you might be you're asking a whole bunch of questions. If you don't know me, if you haven't talked to me the last two months, um, I'm not gonna regurgitate the story because I did that about sixty times now. But um, uh, I don't want to do it in public here. So what I'll say is, I turned the chapter in my life, uh, and it's, and I've been really busy. You know, uh, it was a busy, busy ass summer. I probably said that in the past three episodes as well. So I was really busy taking care of some of the, you know, the errands, the adulting priorities that I did not get to all summer, uh, including housing, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit, and also, uh, you know, money, finance stuff, and then just work in general. I was traveling a lot, you know, the last time I took, uh, I ended the episode 100, I was, you know, in Seattle, San Fran, I was there, um, and then... After that, I had to go to Toronto. After that, you know, more work, more work. Uh, I try to figure out if I'm gonna go to Toronto. That hasn't happened yet. Uh, so I still need a haircut. My hair is getting longer. And um, actually, my God, after an eight-week absence, I'm gonna go back to the West Coast. I'm going to LA next week for a vacation with our good friend Scott. You heard the episode from two weeks ago. Uh, and uh, I, I obviously I, I haven't had time to release the remainder of the good material there. So um, well, we'll figure something out. And, you know, I, now as we're winding down in the year and we're heading towards 2019 and we change the fucking clock for one more time. God, this is the first day. By the way, I'm recording this night before the midterm election on November 5th. And this is uh, really the first full day people got back into uh, to the work the time change and i'm not gonna go back to those usual on my biannual fucking complaint again go listen to the old episode why are we doing this i mean you know so i'm not gonna talk about that rehash on that old topic so eight weeks you missed me i missed you i missed doing this i was really i needed a bill Maher, like sabbatical of two months like you know he does it every now and then during the holiday season and then the summer vacation he does you know i had the same thing i needed a little bit of break uh, sort some stuff out, take care of business. I am fine, thank you very much. Uh, physically, I broke some small bones in my right hand. Uh, I'm not gonna get into that. I mean, I, you should have seen the door; it just stood still. And then uh, it was a, uh, it was a drunk, drunken and high stupor. Uh, but then uh, there's a reason behind it. And then uh, I usually don't physically react. I was all alone doing it anyway. 
but uh, yeah, that happened. So uh, I'm recovering. I haven't been able to fully, fully work out the last five weeks, which sucks ass. Cause I, I, I today was a long ass day, and then I, I there was a, there was a moment there. I was like, I just want to go do bicep curls. I like pick up the thirty five pound, you know, dumbbells, and I just want to go. But I can't, cause if I grab it, I'm gonna broke break this small bone again, and then it's gonna recover. So I'm like, and then the doctor's like, do not work out. Do not stop it. Don't just let it be. Just work out the left arm. And then I'm like, it's my right hand and I'm right-handed. So what the fuck? And then the, I, I just like, if you work out the left arm, you know, uh, you, it's it's better for your right bicep. And I'm like, what the fuck logic is this? Like, you went to a medical school. I know you're trying to feel me, make me feel better, alleviate the situation mentally that I'm going through right now. And I'm like, fuck, man, I'm having anxious, like, panic attack for not fucking working out. And then I'm like, I, in my head, I was just thinking of my, I just going like, where'd you get that fucking science? Dr. Oz or fucking bodybuilding forums? Is I, I, Fuck it, whatever. And then I said, you know what? Ease up. You can do squats. And I'm like, yeah, doing squats is going to get me a fucking swipe right on a fucking dating app. And then somebody's going, oh, those are nice glutes. Those are the nice, very nicely defined calves. Oh, my God, those cute calves are very cute. Not the calves, but I'm like, oh, my God, I don't need veal either. But, man, your legs remind me. And then I got to swipe right and find out what the rest of the half is. Fuck that. Nobody does that shit. So I'm just like. Fuck this, whatever. Yeah, and then I'm doing squats without the weights. I or, you know what? Cause I got so anxious of not lifting and curling anything, I decided to you know to, to go to the gym and then do the cardio. I which I should do more often, but I, I every day I'm beaten down more and more <laughs> just from work and other things. Uh, so I'm just like, ugh. And then you know, so I just like I don't want to go. But the last week when I went finally went back to the gym, I did the cardio about 12, 15 minutes uh, on the elliptical. And then I, uh, I, I, I decided to curl a little bit and then I tried to do the lat pull down and all that stuff. And then obviously don't go too hard. And then the, I got a splint two weeks ago because I didn't know that this thing was, you know, small bones were broke for two weeks. I thought it was just a bruise. And then the x-ray said, yeah, you broke some bones there. Like, don't, don't do shit. I was like, okay. But the splint definitely helped with the support with my palm down here. So I, uh, I I decided to pull down some weight and then do a light curls. Like, you know, the grandma weights, the senior the senior physiotherapy weight. And I'm like, you know what? I'd go, this is better than not doing anything. At least move the muscles around. And I was doing the lunges with a 5-pound or the 12-pound weight because, like, I got to move all the muscles here. I, I'm sick of doing squats. I'm sick of doing planks. Screw this. And I still don't have the best fucking abs. Granted, there are some lazy moments there over the last five weeks. And I'm just like, I, I can't fucking deal with this. So anyways, it's a, it's a physical short of the story update there over the last eight weeks. And then the five, well, five weeks, but what the fuck happened? And uh, yeah, by the way, uh, by the time you hear this, by the, the midterm election happened. And then the, I, I honestly don't know what the results will be. You know, people are thinking like the a split senate and then the congress congress is going to be divided uh the senate goes to the republicans or something and then the house will go to the democrats whatever i like it, it, it's going to be it's going to be the same in the end it's just like and then the market goes up and down and shit which i'm not going to talk about today i that 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 market's pissing me off even more and more but you know what is within the reason so it, i understand where they're coming from so but uh you know you know go vote I didn't know until today that Michigan doesn't have an absentee ballot, which means that you cannot mail in your vote and all that, unlike some other states. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And I'm like, 
yeah, yeah. Talk about the voter suppression. Like you don't have an absentee ballot, and then, and thankfully at the General Motors and a lot of automotive companies, ah, oh, we get a day off. I mean, I mean, it's union negotiated, obviously. It's the election day should be a day off. I, I it's like that in many other other countries, and I'm like, I don't know why America does not do that. Even Canada to a degree. So you know. Go out and vote, and then I know uh, I, I know a lot of companies are doing better and better now, especially the times that we're in. I don't want to talk about that. I talked about that too many damn fucking times. So uh, go out and vote. Uh, make your voices count. I know a lot of some of you are like, you know, why why my vote doesn't count, man? My county's counted for blah blah blah. You know what? It's at least that's that's the right as a citizen of any country that you have the voice to speak, and then especially in America. You should go out and make you know at least make it make it count that way that you did it you know, and then speak the 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 action that you can take instead of bitching and complaining on Twitter and Facebook is to actually go fucking vote, and then people didn't vote and then look what the fuck happened the last two years you know, so <laughs> anyways please go vote I hope you voted by now I hope you got the sticker I cannot vote in this country because I'm not a citizen I cannot vote in Canada I know they're. You know the pro- provincial elections happened a month ago. I I cannot vote anymore in Canada either, by the way, because my uh, remote ballot expired last uh, 2017. Yeah, last year. You know, because uh, Donald Sutherland complained about this, uh, father of Kiefer, aka Jack Bauer, uh, because there's a rule in Canada where if you have a, an absentee ballot uh, from the day that you declare non-residency in your riding, uh, five years from then, uh, that's the, with, just within those five years you can vote remotely, but you cannot afterwards, which. I do have a problem with, but I understand where they're coming from. Uh, but I, I don't think America has such remote absentee ballot rule. I mean, it's state by state. Um, so let's see. Uh, there's some predictions. I think the weed's gonna be legal. I honestly don't know how the governor race is gonna go here. I talked about this with a couple other people, but you know, and some people are having an election party Tuesday night, but I. I they don't feel like going you know it's another drinking day I, I drank a lot this past weekend you know a lot of events food truck red wings game cone and uh friday night etc etc so i um I, i'm gonna i'm gonna take an absentee vote from there like i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna go uh but who knows i might be convinced in the last second and show up so by the time you're here it's like hey you're already drunk bk so that might happen so uh there's that and life update election update please go vote you know, I wherever you are, wherever you are, you know, if you want to vote in your cat, I said this to somebody at work today. I don't want to vote for anybody. I just said, I like my cat. And then, I got, and then I'm like, yeah, you can write in a vote. Do a protest vote. That's what the fuck happened with Trump. And then I talked to many people, many people, fantastic people uh, who voted for Trump as a fucking protest vote. And they're like, ah, fuck this. And then they <laughs> see like... You know, they see the they see the nothingness that's happening out of it other than the goddamn agony and then the argument that's like, you know, recurring over and over in our online space, off space. Your drunk uncle you're going to about to see in the American Thanksgiving and the holiday season, etc., etc. So please do that. Um, by the way, what else? Yeah, housing I was going to talk about. So BK, what the fuck were you up to the last eight weeks? So, you know, travel, travel, uh, travel, uh, sleep, rest. Uh, break hand, Halloween, uh, work, 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 uh, and then uh, house hunting. Uh, you know, I, I I thought about it. I wasn't sure. Uh, you know, 
I, I just really wasn't sure, you know, the housing market, especially, you know, in the U.S., it kind of slowed down the last few months and then a few quarters. But at the same time, uh, I I thought about it for a while. I just didn't get to it since the beginning of the year. It's like, you know what, maybe it's not a bad idea, you know, planting my seeds here um, financially, financially. Um, so... <laughs> I, I, I thought of, I, I started actually looking back in spring, you know, when the housing season usually kicks off, but I finally got into full gear. Summer was pretty bad uh, with all the cash buyers, you know, all that stuff, the usual throwing money at it. And then, yeah, obviously in the fall, it kind of slowed down a little bit all over the country, especially including in the hot areas like Seattle, San Francisco, New York, especially the luxury market over there. But, you know, Detroit, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it, it's, it's gonna good better swing, and then it's obviously better than the shape that it was in two years ago. That a lot of new building or a lot of renovated buildings that are going on, especially from the hundred plus year old uh, properties that we have over here. And I wanted to. I got to a point where I said, you know what, I I want to go to a place that I like, and that you know, because I'm paying a high rent, being a fucking gentrifier. Um, so I said, you know, well, why don't I, it, it's like, why don't I replace this with equity payment? And then, you know, who knows what might happen, but I want the flexibility, you know, in, in, in case, you know, I need to move or something or something happens. I got to go to Toronto for a while. Then I, I can rent that out, you know, stuff like that. I just go like very rentable, uh, but also prime location and all that stuff. Oh my God, everything everyone's looking for. And uh, fortunate. In my case, I'm like I can afford certain things, so I just like you know what I'll, I'll take a stab at it, and it was it's been a very interesting house hunting because uh, I've been mostly looking at lofts and condos, one or two bed, but two beds go fast, so I'm like fuck it, but I gotta say so like it it, it has been very eye opening, especially looking at uh, property the listed properties here in Detroit. I haven't looked outside in the suburb. I. I am not interested in suburban living after doing that for five and a half years in Seattle Bellevue. Um, obviously, you know, if you look at it long term, yes, it's a it's a better financial safe decision, et cetera, et cetera. But I go like, you know what? Let me take a stab at an urban living. And then, you know, if people like even Trump, like you know, I talked about this at the State of Caffeine episode back in when, when the State of the Union, I made fun of Trump where he said, the Dutch is bringing back the rain production back to Michigan, get Detroit revving again. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like, it's been revving always. It's just that it's it's become a, such a political subject, this city, that I just go like, you know what, fuck it, man. Like, and then that's like, you know what, I, I, I came back here for a reason, you know, so... And I said, you know, I give this, give the city a chance. I am one of the few people probably moved back from the West Coast here, and then usually a lot of the people who already have the roots here, who are originally from the state or nearby, are coming back. And you know, I said, you know what? If I'm gonna go full on with the, the revitalization, fuck, I really hate that word using with Detroit. You know, it's just like you know, I I want to be in a way, I want to be part of it. You know. <laughs> And I'll be the sacrificial gentrifier, and then I argue about the whole gentrification too. You know, it's like, oh my God, you you, you know, get rid of all these badass houses, the like bad house, and then where the bodies were hidden. I'm just like, you know, I go one at a time. You cannot lose the spirit of the heart of the neighborhood with all the people that are there. Like the place I'm in right now, there's nothing here. It was like a fucking blank land, which is why the South Lake Union in Seattle, it, it's a good thing. But if you go to an existing spirited neighborhood like capitol hill or fremont and all these hippies and young the yuppies and hipsters go like hey man 
let's check this neighborhood out. It's affordable, blah, blah, blah. It's very artisanal and then uh, fucking organic. And I'm like, you know what? I, I am not going to do that. Like downtown or something. You know, I, I would rather do it that way. And then learning a lot about the history of the properties around here. Even 10, 12, even compared to two years ago, like it's way better. And obviously compared to 12 years ago, holy shit. But there's a lot of reason behind it. Like, you know, uh, to deep dive a little bit, I, I'm sorry if this sounds like a fucking foreign language to people outside Michigan, but the Illiches who own the Detroit Red Wings and the, the Tigers, uh, they have a lot of properties around the city of Detroit. Obviously, they own the uh, Little Caesars Pizza franchise. They're the founders of it. Um, they have a lot of properties snatched up. I know you hear about Dan Gilbert who won the Cavaliers and famously or infamously wrote a Comic Sans letter, you know, letter in a Comic Sans font to LeBron when he left the first time, blah, 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 you know, he owns Quicken Loans and all that shit, and he's buying up a lot of properties around here too, you know, Bill Burr had a bit about that where he said, uh, you know, you could buy a skyscraper for like $500,000 and it becomes like $8 million later or something, I'm like, dude, that, that, that that's a story from the Anthony Bourdain, parts unknown, and he just saw that, but anyways, uh, you know, stuff like, but he was trying to do a good thing. You know, I, I used to egg on it, you know, fucking bedrock, taking up all the properties, same as Illiches, you're taking fucking all the properties. You know what? After doing some house search, I had a different perspective on it. Uh, Illiches are evil. <laughs> they held up a lot of fucking development in the Midtown around the 75 and then the Little Caesars Arena um, across the Ford Field and then the Comerica Park, all that stuff. They really held up a lot of development in the key neighborhoods. That's that's a fucking given because people knew the arenas were the arena was coming but when that arena funding got locked up and the construct broke ground then that's when it started getting better the last couple of years and then you go like you could have done this 10 years ago you know but obviously cuz billionaires obviously don't spend their billions you know this is what the fuck happens and then the it, it, compared to that the Dan Gilbert who's just buying all these places trying to you know, modify and then get the companies in here like Google, LinkedIn, you know, Microsoft separate from LinkedIn, uh, Facebook somewhere, Amazon somewhere. You know what? Gilbert is not that bad. Um, obviously, he's trying to do a good thing. And then, um, you know what? Like, if one guy snatches up everything and the optics are bad, but I'm like, who else is going to do it? It just did it. They just, like, sat on it for fucking 12 years. You know, at least Dan Gilbert is trying to get something going. He, he came forefront and center and be like, Amazon, please come here. You know, um, there's a reason why Amazon didn't come. And then I just go like a lot of the neighborhoods that I, I was looking at and then the properties like Midtown, that's where the Wayne State University is nearby. That's where the, that's I guess more like a Capitol Hill kind of neighborhood uh, for Seattle comparison out there. It's a hip neighborhood. It's a, it's a. It's where, in my opinion, the college kids go to live. And then it's near the hospitals, a lot of doctors and residences and uh, nurses, experienced nurses. And some of the property prices are ridiculous, but that's given. If you're in a hot neighborhood with all the food and bars and then the parties and ongoings are happening. And then it's near the arena, so you can go to things. And the Whole Foods nearby, only one and only is the Whole Foods. Um, but I, I, I just... And then I hear what happened in the summer. People just throwing cash at it, like going 100 and 205% of the listing price. I wasn't surprised, but then I looked at some of the properties. I just go like, this is not worth it. I, I This is not not at the moment. And uh, to give a bit of a perspective, it's like three $400 a square foot at peak, really high-end ones, like $600 a square foot. Those, you know, million and a half dollar, uh, you know, some fucking loft around here. 
you know they're looking for fucking athletes like Blake Griffin please move here you know that kind of shit um but I I don't understand some of the price justification I understand but I I I around downtown kind of like Seattle four years ago it's really Seattle uh area prices uh four years ago when I got my condo the first time three four hundred dollars a square foot um and you know like over back in seattle until this past year uh in downtown there's no property to buy you know there's no new high rise there are a lot of existing luxury apartments that are getting converted as a condo but then the fucking deeds are weird you know and then and there's still a lot of apartment rental is a hot thing because people are moving into the city um so you know there's a lot of inventory out there, which is a little different from the Seattle, because in Seattle, like everybody working for Amazon and all the tech companies in the South Lake Union area, Capitol Hill, Fremont, uh, it, it got really bad until this year. When I when I went back a month ago or two months ago now, a lot of apartments are already built and then they were done. So the excuse me, the rental inventory finally caught up to the demand. So it, the rental prices stalled, and then the housing market with a you know, hold especially the foreign money from China, China, and all these guys, you know, stop, stop with a trade war and then the uncertainty in the market, the volatility, etc. I saw interest rate might potentially go up, blah blah blah, which doesn't matter for the cash buyers. Uh, it, it really stalled things, and I, I figured it's gonna hit markets like here, which is unusually hot. Uh, and then I go, you're get, you're telling me this is a Seattle price four years ago. Do I feel like this is Seattle four years ago? The honest assessment, in my opinion, is no. It's not like the Amazon headquarters two is coming here. Automotive industry, you know, there's always going to be a continuous influx of the demand. And yes, a lot of companies are moving in here too. But however, at the same time, I'm like automotive as a whole. I have a, I have my own set of doubts uh, with like the auto loan, you know, ridiculously big secondary car markets. What, how is a new car sales going? Gas prices will eventually go up. And if anything happens, a strap of economy, the spending's gonna stop right now. So, you know, all, all those things are fairly fundamentals of the macroeconomics. So I'm just like, you know what? And then at a micro level, at the individuals, like, what the hell's gonna happen? You know. So, and that that's one factor. I just go like, I considering all those economical factors, I am not sure. At the same time, the interest rates are still goddamn low, like twenty half percent overall. I'm not talking about the AP, uh, the mortgage or something, but you know. Two and a half percent, because what was it, 2005, 2006, when the housing market was the hottest, like six and a half percent, you know, so it's like, it's still relatively low. People worry about this, but like, don't forget what happened 12 years ago, and then 10, two years after that, 10 years ago. So there's that factor, and I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to lock in rates, do it now. And then same goes for the companies. I'm sure when companies like AT&T take on a lot of debt to buy, uh, like, uh, Time Warner stuff like that. People go like, "Oh my God, are the rising interest rates gonna hurt their debt?" I'm like, "I'm sure they locked that fucking rate in, so I'm not worried." For a little bit, I it, it's so fundamental. It's like interest rates will eventually go up with the inflation and the, the hot job market and all. What do you expect? Same for the fucking mortgage. It's like it's gonna go up at some point. You're gonna pay that level 04, 0, like five level anyway. God, it's still way lower than 0102 if I remember right after the dot com bubble burst happened. So I'm just like get to the reality folks a little bit um so all that aside i just find it from the fine macroeconomical data i just go like you know what not sure but eventually like it will get there this is not cleveland so fuck it like it's better than cleveland okay 
in in my opinion, in some cases, maybe it's better than Indianapolis. I, I you know stuff like that. You know, uh, St. Louis even. So because of that, I decided to take a look, and then like, I said, what the hell? Take a shot at some places here. Um, but over the experiences I had though, over the last six weeks or so. My God, I kind of feel for Dan Gilbert. Like, like people go, "Why well, he's snatching up all the places?" But why isn't the development happening? Well, fuck some of the development properties, and then just the, just the work effort. I mean, I'm sure it's the same in California and all that stuff. You got a lot of, you know, you got a lot of. Well, how do I put this eloquently? Like general incompetency, or just like. Not covering ground, you know, coming from the West Coast, where especially in Seattle during the hot market, everybody was swift, everybody was like on things, you know, and then the development project, everybody was hella experienced with like Vancouver, especially in that area, like Vancouver, Hong Kong, and all those people. So it's just like it was way easier to deal with. But over here, obviously, I gotta be like, all right, all right, all right, calm down, BK. This is in Seattle four years ago, this is in the West Coast. Like, put yourself in your put yourself in the proper perspective here, and but at the same time, I just like some of the general incompetencies and just lack of information. And I go like, look, if an, if a potential buyer is going to have this much fucking problem trying to get some information out, how would... <laughs> and then, you know, my mom and dad like, you're not buying a million dollar home. So like, they're not going to give shit about you. To be honest, I don't know how the million and hundred million people, tens of millions of dollars investors would feel too. If all of these projects are so fucking glorious and had capable people running it, ah, they would have been done. They would have been a tip-top quality. And then, like, it wouldn't be in the shape it's fucking in. And so that's that. And the general incompetency and the gaps that I see, I go, like, you know what? I understand. I understand. It happens. Like, it doesn't, it, like, hot times are right now. And then not too many people went through hot times over here. So I got to be a little patient with it, you know, in that process. So I understand. And I'm not in a such rush either, to be honest, you know, buying stuff, you know, given all the economics, it's, you know, uncertainty I just talked about. I, I, I'm not in a rush. So there is that. So, but then I, I put myself in Dan Gilbert's shoes. Like, God, how many developers and other potential investors he tried to get through the bedrock and all that stuff. I, I, I can't imagine. And there's still a lot of empty buildings. And then like, oh, potentially this building could become this. And I'm like, oh, in Seattle, this would have been done in three years. But over here, it's going to take fucking seven years. Because some of the projects that I see, they, they converted over here. I just go like, wow, you really try to start this in mid-2000s. And you barely got it off the footing in the early 2010s after the wink happened. Um... And then now it's kind of getting its uh, gear going. Get Detroit driving again, you know, all that shit. I'm just like, <sighs> now I guess you guys are getting in rhythm. So I got to be a little patient here. But the fucking news that pissed me off two weeks ago was uh, Ford over here about the Grand Station, the Central Station, which is uh, which has been a landmark of sorts. It's, it was an Amtrak uh, station for Detroit until you know, a few years ago. It's been an abandoned building for a long, long time. Uh, they bought that building. And they're going to turn it, so Ford is in Dearborn, Michigan right now, but they're trying to get back into the city in the Corktown area where the old Tiger Stadium was, and then it's a shady neighborhood until recently. It's become a hip area. Um, but I, I, And then they were cutting a deal with the city to get some property tax abatement, and I'm like, what the fuck? 35 years. 35 fucking years. They got a tax abatement 
And then people, oh, you know, they don't pay any taxes. You know, there was not going to be any income anyway. And I'm like, so over here, I, I I see that similar stuff is happening in other cities. There was a Recode article about it. They call it a new opportunity zone tax. You know, like a South, South Seattle and all those areas, like where the you know major like Sean Parker was a name that was mentioned goes in and invest in some properties and then get the neighborhood going. In return, they don't have to pay a certain amount of property taxes and all that. And then they put some money you know redirect that money into neighborhood spending and all that stuff which ford is doing too but here it was called the nez the neighborhood enhancement zone they had that since 97 and then uh for the individual buyers if you you can apply for nez for 15 years it's property dependent not the owner dependent and claim that you got to live there and that it's your primary residence blah 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 then 15 years you get a very discounted property tax and then over here the property tax is like I mean, it ranges from, if I remember right, 1.8 to like 2.7%, which is fairly high compared to the West Coast. Like, people in Seattle bitch about the property tax, but oh, goddamn, man, it's way higher here. It's like, I feel like it's three times from what I, I remember. So, usually it's like a percent, right? So, goddamn, it's two and a half times. Um, and I was like, some of the places I was looking at, the NEZ is about to expire or already expired, you know, um, or hasn't started, so I got to go apply for it if I move into the property. But then, like, fucking four, like, 35 years, nothing. And I'm like, where's my fucking 35 years? Where's my extra 20 fucking years over here? You know, I'm actually, like, looking to live in the city and then actually fucking spend the money and do all that shit. Because four, they're getting 5,000 people over here, 2,500 employees, 2,500, I'm sure, suppliers and everything surrounding and then they're going to build a 40-unit condo in that thing or, like, around it. I'm just, like, fucking great. So they're going to have a whole bunch of, like, you know, the, the corporate housing there, too. So I'm just like, fuck this. Like, why? how did it become 35 years? And then, yeah, Ford is spending money into the neighborhood funding and shit. But I'm like, I, I, I literally said, they better pay one and a half times the fucking salary of West Coast for people to move here. You know? Because companies, rich people always fucking win, you know? I, I mean, yes, I'm in a better shape than other people, you know, making West Coast salary over here. But then again, at the same time, I'm not a fucking dummy either. So I, I'm just like it. Some of this developer, you know, frustration and also this like corporations cutting, you know, cutting through red tapes, Illich's Ford. You know, I, I just go like. You know, some people are commenting like, you know, without without those corporate guys, you know, we couldn't probably get this done. I'm like, fuck, try to live here. Like, it, it's goddamn discouraging. It's it's hella deflating, man. I'm like, I'm trying to actually make make a living here, pay the income tax, spend the money in the city, not in the suburbs. Just come to the fucking city when there's a Luke Bryan concert or a fucking Red Wings game or some shit, or the Pistons game, which nobody shows up to begin with. And then, why do we keep cutting tax breaks for these guys? What about the people that are living there? And if I feel this way as a fucking gentrifier from the fucking optics, how would the people who lived here all their lives, you know, especially after the racial divide in the 67, how would they fucking feel, man? Like, why do you think the car insurance is so high? And then, like, this, there was a moment I just said, fuck this, and, like, I don't want to be here. I, I and then I don't want to go to a suburb either. And I'm like, fuck this. This 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 is not how it's supposed to go. This is not. You're not encouraging young people, or people who want to actually invest the time and the money in the city, 
to be there. Like, we got to do all the heavy lifting as individual taxpayers and then individual residents, but not the corporations. And then Ford, yes, they're not doing well, but it's fucking self-inflicted. $17 billion in cash. I was like, no, 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 you can't spend all that cash right there. Okay, you better fucking pay the people. I mean, <laughs> I, they better. Because there's no other way to get the city going. 35 years is ridiculous. Where, why can't I get a 20-year abatement? You know, if I buy an empty land next to that fucking grand station and then build a fucking townhouse on my own, do I get a fucking 35-year abatement? At best, I can get 15, and then I got to fucking argue about it for 15 years. I, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And then the material cost is a fucking joke because of fucking Trump tears, China, China, China's raping us, you know, all that bullshit. And I'm like, why are we keep cutting checks? How? Why are we keep bailing these guys out? They fucked up. They fucked up. And then they put a fucking publicity stunt. And then they go like, we need more tax break. They were already getting a fucking NEZ and other shit. And they get a 20-year extra. I don't want to be here. Like, Give me the same fucking benefit. This is why you got to go out and fucking vote. I, 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 I fucking raged. I, I just said, fuck this, man. I don't know how many times I just fucked this. At this point, I'm kind of regurgitating my point here. But you get the idea. Corporations win. Rich people win. Rich families win. Because they're... It, it, it just, it's just a reality. And then... The, but you know what? You got to keep voting. You got to keep... You got to stick it out. That's where the persistence and stubbornness comes in. You know what? I'm going to set my foot here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nail the fucking coffin down here. I don't like the morbid reference. Not the coffin. I'm going to nail... Down here, and then fuck it. I'll, I'll I'll last as long as I can, but I'm not gonna do suburban bullshit living. I'm not gonna be that suburban investor just comes in and buys a property and then stop by after the Luke Bryan concert. I'm too hammered to go back to fucking Birmingham or some shit. I'm not doing that. I'm gonna I'm gonna be part of this. I I I am gonna be the fucking Robocop. I don't give a fuck. There we need more fucking Robocops. We need more fucking Officer Murphys. You know, I, and then I, I don't mind. I said this last night, you know, it's like, I don't pay, I don't mind paying more fucking taxes. I don't give a fuck. I know America is like, we pay the least amount of taxes and all that. I can't afford it. I don't have kids. I don't have dependents. Fuck. Like, but like, I, all these municipalities keep bending over for the corporations and rich people. Same as this Amazon headquarters too. bullshit with like all these, all these you know, cities just kneeling down at the cock of fucking Amazon. And then, I'm not going to say Bezos, but the cor- as a corporate finance over there. And then just begging, begging for that, give me those 50,000 employees. Get it, trying to get fucking money shot and then giving a fucking money break on. I don't understand. Amazon should fucking, <laughs> Amazon should pay. Fuck this. And then they're about to pick a headquarter number two that's going to be split into two cities. And, you know, the rumor is it's Dallas, New York, and the Crystal City, Virginia. Nowhere Midwest. Nowhere Midwest. And I'm like, fuck this. They, they haven't learned their lesson. And then I know Amazon is known for being stingy, efficient, and all that. But I'm just like, yeah, Jeff Bezos bought the fucking Washington Post. Yes, he started the $2 billion fund, which is a chunk change as of, of a net worth for him. But I'm just like... And then I, I just hear, like, you know, new opportunity zone and all that shit from all the tech people. 
come on, man. Even the new opportunity zone, like all the employees like me, fucking basic junior, senior, staff engineers, and directors got to pay. Not the fucking executives. You know, you got a fucking severance package. Get the fuck out. Here's a $10 million. Get the fuck out. That's what happened to the GE guy who only had a job for a year. John Flannery, who fucking flopped hard. He got a fucking $4 million severance package. What the fuck? I mean, yeah, he granted it worked there 32 years, but I don't understand this. Like, <laughs> it's just like, you know, more and more I talk and speak, and it's like, God, this is fucking hopeless, man. This is hopeless. Like, it's not hopeless, but somebody's got to do it. And then I'll do the fucking heavy lifting. I'm not a martyr. I'm not any of that. But fuck, I'm not afraid to speak about it because this house hunting experience has really, it really opened my eyes into the fucking discrepancy. Like, there's me doing okay level, which some people look at it as a rich, and there's a next level rich, and then there's a fuck you rich, and then there's a really fuck you rich. Like, so much fuck you that we won't pay taxes or we can't do anything. And then that, that, that's where the fucking gap comes in, CEO to average employee salary, you know, just, you know, burden on the middle and lower, you know, the poverty level class people, whatever the fuck the middle class is anymore, you know, I'm just like, and then how the market swings and I'm like, is this a real reflection of the economy in America? The job numbers are great. The inflation is not that bad, but the market's going fucking volatile. Why? Because all the rich people with the fucking machine algorithms aren't happy. Then go like panic, 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 sell, sell, sell. Oh, we gotta cut the cash flow at work today. Fuck me sideways. Fuck all of us sideways. So that's what happened to America the last ten years. Even after the economic downturn, blah blah blah. I don't understand. But wow, that one topic I spent half an hour or like twenty five minutes. I wanted to talk about something else too. But you know what? I, I'm not going to torture you. I'm going to limit myself here to 40 minutes. So uh, anyways, i leave it there. It's good to be back. Uh, I feel refreshed up. I don't think I'll really say, uh, you know what? I don't know if I can do weekly the rest of the year at least. So I'm going to make this bi-weekly from going forward. Um, I'm sure I'll have something to talk about in two weeks. You know what? I, I, I need to break in slowly. I got I to gotta build up my fucking cardio over here, you know? So uh, I'll do that in two weeks from now uh, when I get back from Los Angeles. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, uh, I'll probably talk about that other topic, online dating. <laughs> God, I have so much to share about that over the last eight weeks. So, um, anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks. Thank you for coming back. If you were, if you miss me, I am here. Call me. I don't want to swipe right. I don't give a fuck. Just reach out to me. You know how to find me. A-O-Outlook.com. A-O-Outlook.com. I came back on Instagram. I relapsed. And then uh, I started drinking again. I relapsed. Blah, blah, blah. All those things. So, but, uh, and you know what? With all the falling off the wagon, so is this show. I'm back. Back better than ever. So, thank you for listening. Take it easy. Have a great rest of the November over the next week if I don't talk to you. And then uh, we'll chat back next time. Bye-bye.